A different perspective, a new insight into life, a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, and maybe an amusement for you. Welcome to From My Standpoint, a twice a month podcast with your host, Josh C. Jones. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in again to From My Standpoint. I'm your host, Josh C. Jones. If this is your first time listening, then I thank you for tuning in. And if it's not, well, thank you for coming back. If you have not yet subscribed, then I encourage you to subscribe to From My Standpoint. You can follow me on Facebook at Josh C. Jones Author, on Instagram at Josh C. Jones Author, on Twitter at Author J. C. Jones, or visit the website www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T H E I R standpoint.com and click on my show from my standpoint. And if you even slightly liked what you hear in these podcasts, then please rate, review, and share. All right, now I have a special one for you today. Well, as usual, when I say special, it just means this episode might be a little off topic from all the others. But then again, that may make all of them special because I don't talk about just one topic anyway. Yet, here we are, getting ready to discuss another topic and one in which some people actually do scoff at. But I think people scoff at many things, really. So is it really anything new that someone would scoff at this? (laughs) Scoff. That's such a funny word to say. Scoff. 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 (laughs) Scoff. It sounds kind of like a a lazy jaw, you know, you barely move your jaw when you talk, and a lazy jaw saying scoff. Hey, scoff. Trying to say Scott, and you're like, hey, scoff. Scoff, get over here. Get over here, scoff. (laughs) Anyway, where was I? If you keep your head in the clouds, you will never be grounded. It's interesting, random voice of reason, but thank you for that. And, ah, that's right. That's where I was going. In this episode, I am talking about prayer. Yes, prayer. Is this a religious thing again? (laughs) Oh, it's funny that, you know, when one mentions prayer, our thoughts tend to automatically go to religion. And we immediately either accept what's being said, you know, the prayer or good words, Or we put up a wall of defense to try to shield ourselves from those good words, from that prayer. But to answer your question, Random Voice of Questions, yes and no. Prayer has been scrutinized and dissected to the best of people's intelligence and abilities, and it still remains a popular form of communication even today. Communication is just the transfer of information. Yeah. Correct as usual, random voice of reason. Communication is just the transfer of information. Now, um, before I go further, though, I do want to add a quick disclaimer here for all the the scoffers and trolls out there. Uh, This was originally written more than a decade ago for a speech class I had. Uh, Of course, I've rewritten part of it for this podcast show, but I left the research in there that I originally had for that speech because it was proven research. Even though it was from that long ago, it was proven. It was fact. That was what happened with that research. So, um... Where was I going? Oh, yeah. When it comes to prayer, people may try, but no one can truly deny that prayer is performed by just about everyone. 
just about everyone, from the highest level apostle to even the most hardcore atheist. Wait, atheist? Atheists don't pray, do they? Oh, I knew this would bring you back random voice of questions. Atheists do blasphemy. Uh, they do blasphemy by assuming things they do not know about the wishes and or plans of God. Now, when I say God, some people might say something like a higher power or mother nature or the universe. Uh, but I say God because I boldly say God, the great I am, the God of the Holy Bible, Yahweh. Blasphemy is actually a form of offensive language, and often it can be a request for ill will to be done. Yeah, I would say you're on the ball again, random voice of reason. And when I'm talking about blasphemy, I'm talking about st uh, saying things such as, you know, like GD. So GDU or GD, you know, insert the name or of a person or thing that you're saying that afterwards. <laughs> if folk don't want good things, then folk ought to say good and positive and uplifting things, even in them prayers. If folk don't, then uh, they just confess the negative and bad wishes and them communication over them lives and things. I mean, it's it's just uh, simple common sense, really. <laughs> yup. Uh, speak well, live well. Uh, speak ill, live ill. I mean, folk can't be always expecting good and positive and uplifting things if they always damn God and those things in them life they want good, right? <laughs> oh, that was uh, kind of long-winded there. But that was good and valuable perception there, random voice of common sense. You often can find what you're looking for. I mean, if you look for fear, you'll find fear. If you look for damnation, you find damnation. If you look for hope, you will find hope. If you look for praise, you'll find praise. If you look for negativity, you'll find negativity. And if you look for positivity, you'll find positivity. Now, I was raised in a Christian home where we prayed before every meal and we prayed every night before bed. And I was raised to believe in the power of prayer, that God was the one true God and that he heard and answered your prayer. And most of us are taught that prayer is the most powerful weapon against downfall, the most effective medicine against sickness and sadness and hopelessness, and the most valuable gift to someone we care about. And like I said, prayer is a form of communication. It is sending information to whoever you're praying about or whoever you're praying to. Well, what is prayer and how popular or real is it? Thank you again, Random Voice of Questions, for that leading question. Uh, like I said, prayer is just a form of communication. That's how we would classify it, really, because you're communicating to God. And prayer is often mistaken, though, as just a request or demand for some personal or selfish reason, such as, Lord, give me this, or Lord, do this for me, or, you know, GD this person or thing, like we've mentioned. And this, I think, is a big reason some people just do not believe in the power of prayer, and some actually outright mock prayer and those who pray. Thinking of prayer this way, you know, it, it does come across as just a selfish and demanding form of communication. It sounds like one is always making self-centered demands, like they are takers and rarely givers. And though this is a form of prayer, a form of communication, it is not always proper prayer. 
Now, I don't know if you know this, but the Hebrew word for prayer is tefillah. And I hope I'm saying that right. Tefillah. T-E-F-I-L-L-A-H. Tefillah. And which means attachment. So we are attaching, like I said, information in our communication to whoever we're praying to and whoever we're praying about. And as, as we've said, prayer is nothing more than a form of communication. Prayer is a way of communicating and connecting with God. Or again, like I said, as some might say, a higher power, mother nature, the universe. I don't think those are right, but if that's what they want to believe. And it is how a religious person or non-religious person unwittingly communicates to God to that higher power. Prayer is just a conversation. Usually it's a linear conversation, which means linear conversation means one-sided, such as like this podcast show, it's one-sided. I'm communicating something to you, but you cannot directly communicate back to me. You can leave comments later if you like, but while I'm recording it and while it's put out there, it's linear. It's one-sided. Um, and you, like I said, usually it's a linear conversation when analyzed with human knowledge and understanding based on the tangible. But prayer is still a conversation nonetheless. But is prayer really that popular? Well, uh, random voice of questions. The New York Times had listed books on prayer as top sellers for many, 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 many years. And magazines, especially back when they were popular, such as Newsweek, they had cover stories based on the topic of prayer. And television programs, uh, such as uh, Dateline NBC, they have had entire shows dedicated to the topic of prayer. So I think the answer would be yes, prayer is really that popular. In fact, although the majority... I would say supermajority, and you'll hear more about this in other episodes in the future as well. But although the majority of the original creators and signers of our Constitution and Declaration of Independence and our founders were religious and of the Judeo-Christian belief, even Benjamin Franklin, who was considered to be non-religious and did not classify himself in the category of a Christian, um, and most people would not classify him as a Christian. Even Benjamin Franklin was fond of prayer, and he understood its power and importance. In fact, he was the one who really called for prayer in the uh, original chambers of Congress before each session. So yes, prayer is popular. And as I mentioned earlier, everyone prays. Some intentionally pray, some unknowingly pray. Some pray prayers of hope and healing and forgiveness and help and positivity, and some just pray prayers of negativity and damnation for others and other things. Who do people pray to? Well, I thought I mentioned that earlier, but, you know, God, some people call it Mother Nature, some say a higher power, some say the universe, and believe it or not, not just the God of the Bible, Yahweh, the capital G, God, some people do pray to gods, many gods, lowercase g gods. We'd also consider these idols. But I, I will reiterate this to you again, random voice of questions, but even atheists, yes, atheists, even atheists say unintentional damning prayers. 
Like we said, prayer is just a communication to a higher power requesting negative effects for the person or object being prayed for when that prayer is a negative prayer such as GD. You're saying, you, you know what that means. You're saying GD, person's name, place, thing, whatever it is. That is a negative prayer requesting negative effects on that person or object. So, yes, everyone prays. Like I said, some pray every day, some every so often, some for positive and good things, some for negative and damning things, some intentionally, some unintentionally. They're unaware that they're actually saying prayers. But everyone says a prayer. So, prayer is real? But does prayer even work? You're chiming in a lot today, aren't you? Random voice of questions. But these are good questions, and I like that. Now, I'll tell you, there have been numerous, numerous scientific studies done on prayer. And the two most popular studies that, like, at the time of this original writing, which, as I said, was more than a decade ago, and no, I was not going to add more recent and current studies. That is for your independent research time. That's what I push on these shows is do your own independent research. Um, I just like to be a starting point to help you to change your perspective, to see from a different perspective. Anyway, the two most popular studies at the time of this original writing for the speech had results that did show that prayer does in fact work. In 1995, a person named Elizabeth Targ and her co-researchers performed a scientific study on the power of prayer. The team took 20 patients with advanced AIDS who all received the same standard of care. They divided them into two groups. 10 patients were prayed for, while 10 patients were not prayed for. The results showed that those who did not receive prayer spent 68 days, yes, 68 days in the hospital and were treated for 35 AIDS-related illnesses. But it also showed that the, the 10 that did receive prayer spent only 10 days in the hospital, and they were treated for only 13 illnesses. It went from 68 days for those not prayed for to 10 days for those prayed for, 35 uh, related illnesses for those not prayed for, and only 13 for those prayed for. To me, that was amazing. And in the 1980s, Randolph C. Bird, a cardiologist at San Francisco General Medical Center, he performed a study on 393 coronary care patients. He divided the group this way. He put 192 in a category that were prayed for and 201 that were not prayed for. And the results they got in this study showed that those in the prayer group were less likely to have certain health problems than those not prayed for. Problems such as diuretics, ventilation, heart failure, pneumonia, um, etc., those prayed for in this study were shown to be affected 5-7% to 7 less from these illnesses than those not prayed for. Now, I know these percentages were small because none of these in this, in this one study reached the double digits, but it did show intrigue that every one of those prayed for showed a decrease in their chances of contracting further illness and death. And I know some might be saying now, but you can't fully control who's praying and who's not. And that is true. We might not be able to fully control who receives prayer at any given moment, especially, especially 
since there might be someone praying for a person in one of these studies that was not counted in the focus group of those administering prayers, so like a family member or a friend or someone who just felt the need to pray for someone with that illness. I don't know. But do your own independent research and you will see what I'm talking about, about how real prayer is. There is something powerful in prayer. These studies show that even if we cannot fully explain or if we are in complete denial, that the communication of prayer does some sort of an effect, even if it's perceived as minuscule, on us and in our life. Studies are good, but do you have any personal proof that prayer works? <laughs> yes, I do, Random Voice of Questions, and thank you. That is really important right there. Thank you. That's a good question. Uh, one thing I have is, I remember when I was little, and this is nasty, well, to me it was, but I remember when I was little, I had some warts on the top of my foot. <laughs> yeah, like I said, gross, nasty, you know, I thought it was. And yeah, no one likes having warts on them, even though, you know, warts are more common than we might like to admit. Still, no, most people don't like having that on them. Yet there I was. I was born with warts on the top of my foot. When I finally expressed some concern over them, my parents took me to see the pastor of our church at that time. I remember my brother, my parents and the pastor were there and there was someone else, but I do not remember who they were. But they all laid hands on my foot, and they all began praying for the miraculous healing that God could perform. Now, I know this isn't like a life-threatening thing or anything like that. Warts are just cosmetic, but it bothered me as a kid at that time. And have you noticed that as a kid, we are more likely to believe most things? I mean, really, how many of you believed in Santa Claus when you were little? So this childlike faith was all that I needed to believe that I would be healed of these warts. And you know, thinking back on it, it's, it's actually amazing how cynical and disbelieving and faithless we become as we grow up. We're all born sinners, meaning we're all born with a selfish nature. <laughs> yep, most people can't understand that this selfish nature will be cultivated if I'm suppressed by, uh, by them upbringings, you know, such as Ma and Ma and friends and that, uh, education and them society and them what you choose to associate with. So that folk achieve different levels of them sinful nature that folk choose to continue to cultivate or correct as they grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah, you both are correct. Well, we are all born with a selfish nature and we choose, we get to choose throughout our life to cultivate this selfish nature or correct it. It may receive influence from outside sources, you know, such as society and culture and where we choose to get education, who we choose to associate with, etc. But the bottom line is we still choose. It is still our choice based on our foundation to allow it to grow or to correct it. Anyway, as a child, I remember believing with all my heart that God would heal me when everyone prayed with me and for me. And like most people, I seem to have lost some of that faith, that complete belief and trust as I grew up somewhere along the way. And we have to get that back. But then again, maybe that's why Jesus says in Matthew 17, 20, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, hmm, 
Anyway, when they finished praying, they removed their hands and the warts were gone. Yeah, they were gone. To this day, there have been no sign of them ever having been on top of my foot. No sign that I've ever had them. And this was a miracle. It was a blessing. This was a true work of prayer. This is proof positive that prayer works. I have seen prayer work in my own life many times and in many situations as well. And I have actually seen it work in other people's lives as well. And as we grow older, for some reason, we tend to become more and more suspicious about things, such as faith and prayer. We become attached to the phrase, I'll believe it when I see it. And that's not faith. That's not hope. But in my case, I not only saw it, I was a witness for it. And this is something I honestly had forgotten about for a very long time. As they say, out of sight, out of mind. And sometimes I wonder how many things we all have forgotten from our past that we personally witnessed or were a part of that really would help us regain our belief, our, our faith in God, or just our faith in mankind, or maybe even our faith in ourselves if we would just recall it and be honest about it. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and maybe we should be looking back to remember the positive instead of a negative to try to win an argument or bring someone down to our current level. Anyway, prayer is a universal form of communication. It is a way for every religion, every faith, every person on this earth to communicate their thoughts, feelings, desires, wishes, etc. to some greater force. Now, like I said, I unashamedly say God, Yahweh, the great I am, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the Holy Bible. And yes, I am a witness for prayer, and I've seen it work. Prayer does work. I am living proof of this as there's so many others out there. So to the scoffers, to the mockers, to the naysayers, I say, how about instead of looking for the negativity and trying to put people down and drag people down to your level, why don't you try to open your eyes to positivity and to the true fact that prayer does work, that prayer is real, and try to find the positive? Whether one still believes prayer works or is just a fantasy, I for one am excited to read and hear of other people's prayer stories, of your prayer stories. And I am excited to listen to your episodes if you have podcasts or video clips or books that you've wrote or stories that you have put out there about how prayer has worked in your life. And I do pray that each of you will have a blessed day. Hey, don't forget to check out the other great shows at uh, www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. And if you even slightly liked what you've heard in these podcasts, then please rate, review, and share. And if you have not yet subscribed, then I encourage you to subscribe to From My Standpoint to ensure you receive a reminder when new episodes are released. You can follow me on Facebook at Josh C. Jones Author, on Instagram at Josh C. Jones Author, on Twitter at Author J.C. Jones. Or visit the website www.fromtheirstandpoint.com. That's from T-H-E-I-R standpoint.com. And click on my show, From My Standpoint. And if you even slightly liked what you hear in these podcasts, then please rate, review, and share. And now, what you've all been waiting for... 
It's the wisdom of Dad Joke. I know some see prayer as a fantasy and some see it as a reality, but prayer is communication. Prayer is a funny thing. It brings out the best in people or it brings out the worst in people, whichever the person chooses to allow. We all could use some good prayer in our lives. Prayer of positivity, prayer of honesty, prayer of love and compassion and forgiveness and hope, prayer for our frailty and faults and transgressions. All I can say is, at least we can hold on to the fact that we are not the worst offenders of the law. That distinction belongs to Moses, because he broke all Ten Commandments at once. This has been From My Standpoint, a podcast to find a nugget of positivity and a hidden truth, encouraging and enlightening insight, entertaining a new perspective, and providing an amusement for you. We hope you were entertained, encouraged, enlightened, and enjoyed the show.